1: Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by co-host and editor of thewolfpacker.com, Matt Carter. And today, it is March, March 10th, so of course, we're going to be talking basketball, men's hoops. If there's time at the end, we're going to talk some women's hoops, and women's hoops fans, don't worry if we don't talk about the women three-peating in ACC championship in Greensboro as much as you'd like. We're going to have more women's basketball content over the next few weeks here as they make their way in the NCAA tournament. So stay tuned for all that good stuff, but we will definitely mention the history that they're making or they just made in Greensboro last weekend. Matt Carter was there. We'll see what he had to say, but I'm sure uh, a lot of the audience wants to hear some big picture things as it relates to men's hoops after a disappointing season. So we will break all of that down before we do that. Some quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. We're on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can always watch us on YouTube where you should subscribe to our YouTube channel, give this video a thumbs up, and drop a comment while you're at it. Also, head over to thewolfpacker.com right now for a special deal that the On3 Network has going on for just a dollar. You can get a year's worth of premium subscription to the On3 network, which includes all the great work that's going on at thewolfpacker.com. So if you haven't already taken advantage of this deal, I'm sure many of you have, but if you haven't yet, please go over to thewolfpacker.com and take advantage of that special deal. For just a dollar, you're getting a lot in return. So, um, All right, Matt, it is ACC tournament week. It is notoriously one of my favorite weeks of the year. Although this week ACC tournament isn't exactly giving me all the warm and fuzzies as usual, and I think many NC State fans could probably relate to that feeling. A, you've got the AC, you've got the men's tournament up in Brooklyn. You know they're playing in front of uh, Duke. Syracuse is going on right now as we're recording this. It's probably the biggest attendance that Brooklyn has had all week, and I don't think they've even filled up. Uh, filled up the arena for that game, a Syracuse Duke game in New York City, so maybe bigger problems on the ACC's hands for uh, playing up in Brooklyn, but that said, another thing that isn't giving me the exactly the warm and fuzzies is that NC State didn't even make it to Wednesday, it's been a while since, uh, well, I guess it hasn't been too long, but it was the last season of Mark Gottfried where NC State played a one and done on a Tuesday at the ACC tournament, so... Matt, NC State falls short of beating Clemson in uh, the Tuesday. What was it? Ten fifteen game, eleven fifteen game. NC State was the fifteen seed.
0: You're on the west coast, man.
1: No, no, no. I'm not talking times. I'm not. I'm not talking times. I'm talking seeds. Oh, well, like, I got 10, you. I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah, ten yeah. fifteen. Yeah, yeah. No, that game was uh, a one thirty p.m. tip off for me. So, um, but all that said, they come up short. Um, terquavion smith tough night for him he's been nc state's leading scorer all season he's been their go-to guy particularly in certain times down the stretch in acc play to get some key buckets he just could not get it going on tuesday afternoon in the barclays center and nc state falls short so matt anything to take away Specifically from the ACC tournament outing, or um, should we just jump right into the big picture stuff and start talking about next season?
0: Yeah, you know, I I would just say very briefly because I think most people want to fuck with big picture ramifications of this year and what's going to happen. But I, I just think the game was kind of a microcosm of the okay. season. Um, you know. Uh, a, they, were, they They just didn't have the manpower, the the, ta- the talent available to really be competing. I guess a pretty good Clemson team, mind you. I think that Clemson team probably a little better than his records showed, and they're healthy again now. And I think P.J. Hall, you know, if he comes back next year, could be ACC Player of the Year potential. Um, and so they just didn't have the horses, so to speak. And it's... They competed, wasn't necessarily pretty, but they were playing hard, you know, down by three, and just like a lot of other games, Clemson made a little run. I think it was an 8 run. The guy made two three-pointers, Nick Honor, who's a Pat killer, uh, made a couple of threes, and, and then Clemson did a good job of keeping entry state at arm's length after that, and... And it's just how a lot of the season went. You know, earlier in the year, we are talking about why can't NC State close games? Why can't they close games? And as the season went on and on, you started to realize, because they're probably not good enough. And other teams are more talented, and they're making plays when the game's on the line that entry State can't make. Uh, they're rising up, and entry State can only rise up so much. So, I, you know, it, it was certainly a, a frustrating, disappointing not pretty season game kind of played into that, but I I think most people were ready, not the players or Kevin Keats, but I think a lot of the fans were ready to go ahead and get this over with and start turning the page to next season.
1: Well, speaking of next season, we know that Kevin Keats will be back next season. Boo Corrigan has announced that publicly. There's no debate. I know there are some out there that, may wish otherwise, but that's not everyone. I still think Keats has his fair share of support amongst the fan base, particularly if he can start next season on a high note with some non-conference games come out the gate swinging. But, Matt, what does this team need to be good enough to win games in the ACC? Because, you know, you you can have an off year, okay? You can have an off year and say, we just did not have the roster, the talent, to get it done this season, and I think people can understand that. But you can't do it twice. So where do you start with this? With going into next season? Do you start with keeping some of these pieces around, or is there a particular need that you've circled that maybe NC State needs to go find in the transfer portal?
0: Yeah, there's certainly some needs I think NC State needs to find, and I know Kevin Keach has already kind of talked about Some of these needs. The hard part is is we're in silly season now. Interesting. That's what we call it in college basketball. And, you know, you know me, I'm the old timer. I think college basketball has a lot of problems. One of them is the fact that we have something called a silly season. It should never be something that is literally called a silly season. And it is because it's silly. Um, But we're in there. And the problem is, is, you're trying to figure out your needs on the fly, right? you you got to know what your guys are going to do before you can figure out what you're going to do. And you kind of have to do it at the same time because you have a limited window with the transfer portal. I think it it ends, what, June 1st or July 1st? I can't remember the exact date uh, of where it ends. Um, And so it's tricky. I personally think that you have to start at the point guard position um, that's me. Cam Hayes obviously struggled this year, really struggled with his shot. I think it affected other parts of his game. Um, the assist to turnover ratio went the wrong way for him this year, uh, compared to last year. You know, in part of the mode, there was no real competition at point guard. You know, Sakil Moore transferred to Mississippi State uh Bouillon Pass wasn't really ready to take on that large of a role yet, and you end up having to play Darion Chibron at point guard, where that probably takes him away from a position where he might have been more effective. So I personally think they need to go out and look for a high-quality guy who could potentially start at point guard, you know, preferably would start at point guard. Kevin Kritchik mentioned big men. I know he, he, there might be some recency bias on that. He saw the the effects of not having ready for ACC big men this year, particularly in a year where the ACC had a lot of pretty decent big men. You're talking to Mondo Baycott, you got Mark Williams, you got PJ Hall. Uh, the guy at Wake Forest got better. Boston College had a couple of solid big guys. Uh, Louisville had some good big men. Yeah, there were a lot of decent big men in the ACC this year. One of the few things the ACC did have, I know Kevin Keats is looking at big men, and they've already reached out and kind of looked at one already from I think Lafayette, I forget his name, um, a seven-footer that hit the ground for portal. My ears have perked up.
1: My ears (laughs) have perked up. When's the last time NC State had a legit seven-footer? omir you're saving
0: i don't think he's not seven foot you know because i looked him up the other day for a really? story i did he was he, uh the miami heat have him listed at 611. wow for, for the record stuff so. wow i don't know when the last legit seven footer but there are a lot of these on this team but before you get there right you have to know what is manny bates going to do what is darion Shibon going to do or is taquavion smith certain to come back um who else is going to transfer? Let's say Manny Bates does come back, and E.B. DeWine is okay with being the backup big man, and you're bringing in a top 100 player and Sean Phillips. Do you really need to go get another big man in the transfer portal? Or are you now better off? You, may, you know, focus more on the guards. So, yeah, you know, All of that has to be answered. Like We don't know what the needs will be without knowing who's coming back and who's not.
1: I guess the only issue with with that argument and I see where you're coming from Matt but when you have a guy like Manny who is injury prone it's kind of like kind of like the situation that the 49ers were in in the offseason it's like you've got Jimmy Garoppolo a quarterback who is known to get injured you need to have a viable replacement for him if he gets injured and that was the that was the, what happened this season they look, EB will be in a better spot to take on that role next season than he was certainly this year. Uh, Sean Phillips, you know, we'll see what what he can do. He's going to be a freshman. So, you know, unless he's a five-star guy, you can't really assume that he's going to come in and just start tearing up the ACC or even be ready for, you know, starter quality minutes in the ACC. Uh, But the point guard position, that is the number one position that I personally have circled a, because of the system that Kevin Keats likes to run. Kevin Keats, when you've seen him have success, whether it was at NC State or whether it was at UNCW, his teams that have had success have had a good point guard. And, and he's had his best success at NC State early on in his first couple seasons when he had Markel Johnson, a guy that, you know, I probably wouldn't even consider an elite point guard by ACC standards, but a, but an above average point guard for sure and a capable scorer and when he was on he you know he was the best point guard in the league now you didn't get that every single night and i'm not saying you're going to go find somebody that's going to be an all acc point guard every single night but nc state need the men need to find its version of reina perez somebody that's going to come in and be a, a a glue piece at point guard isn't worried about scoring Is worried about playing good defense, is worried about getting assists, worried about taking care of the basketball, and just giving the half-court offense some identity. I mean, there was just so many times, particularly down the stretch in the ACC season, where you could tell NC State was probably just tired of losing at that point. They would revert to hero ball in the half-court offense. Bad shots, bad shot selection. And you know what? Some of that is on the individual players, but some of that is just not having a reliable point guard to set up quality shots. So, um, you know, if they could go get an experienced point guard in the portal, you don't need somebody that's, you know, averaging 20 and 10 a night. You just need somebody that's going to be a consistent guy that can give you 25 to 35 minutes any given night, can play strong defense in the ACC, and can run a half court system. Um, as for the players coming back, I mean, you know, you got Manny Bates, you got Darion Sebron, you got Terquavion Smith. Those seem to be the big three of question marks on will they come back or won't they? And, and that'll give Kevin Keats his best idea of what he's going to be able to build upon next season. If you had to take a guess today, Matt, how many of those guys of those three, how many of those guys do you think are going to be in Raleigh playing for NC State? next season you don't have to name specifics but Ooh. would it be i'll put the over under at one and a half are you taking not, the not, over that's or what I, was gonna
0: say, I was gonna i was gonna say that's what i would do put the over and under at one and a half i honestly don't know it's a coin flip uh, i'll say this i'd be surprised if Beyond smith is not back um yeah I, I think that you know expectations are that he'll return um uh You know, you would love to have all three back, right? Like, as crazy as it sounds, if Interstate were to get all three of those guys back, get a healthy Greg Gantt and Ernest Ross a Power Forward, go out and get a nice point guard in the portal, it's not crazy to think Interstate could have a a bounce-back season really quickly next season. And I think what Wake Forest showed this year, although I do not think Wake Forest should be in the NCAA tournament, but what I think they showed this year is it doesn't take much to bounce back now. We have entered a phase of college basketball where the year-to-year nature of the sport has allowed, will allow for teams to have dramatic swings in wins and losses. Uh, um, And so... Yeah, that would be the best-case dream scenario. If you got all three back, you can go out and get a point guard. You know, all of a sudden, you can start finding some optimism for next season. I don't see that dream scenario happen. Like I said, I, I anticipate the Kwayron Smith will probably come back. I think the bigger question. Manny Bates, you know, he participated in senior day festivities. Did that mean something? Kevin Keats tried to say that don't read too much into it. Um, we'll see. You know, Deion Shebon would have been a senior this year if he had stayed on schedule coming out of high school. You know, he'll be, I think, 22 years old in May, maybe. You know, he might be ready to move on with his life and pursue professional opportunities that he probably would have. I don't know about Manny Bates' professional opportunities at this point. Uh, but here's another clue about at least where Manny Bates' head was going into the season. He was on the cover of the media guide along with Thomas Allen and Jericho Hellen. What, did, what is it the other two have in common? They were seniors. So that's a clear sign of what Manny Bates was anticipating to do after this season. And that matches up with what our sources were telling us. So, um, yeah, those two are the ones I probably watched more than the others. When C.Bron says after the game, we'll talk about it when the time comes with coach and family. That's usually code for uh, be prepared. Yeah, (laughs) be prepared. (laughs) Um, And as you said, Manny did participate in the senior day. So we've had football players participate recently in senior day and end up coming back. But, uh, you know, so don't – we'll just wait and see. We'll just Wait and see.
1: Look, Sebron's not NBA ready right now. The one key piece that he's missing is the jump shot. But another year of college ball doesn't necessarily fix his jumper. You know, I mean, there's only a certain capacity to fix the jumper. And, you know, maybe if he's the type of guy that a G League organization would want to invest in and try to work on getting a jumper. You know, I, I could I could see him having those type of opportunities. If not, he could go make some money in Europe right now. Um, and he's what twenty two years old, Matt. I so, think. Don't
0: quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he'll be turning twenty two in the near near future.
1: So he he's the age of your typical senior. So don't be fooled by his red shirt sophomore uh, class. Uh, that said, we don't know you know what's going to happen. So stay tuned on the wolfpackercom for your updates on all three of those guys plus. Everything going on in the transfer portal, we know Matt Carter is going to be all over silly season. So uh, lots to pay attention to. So good reasons to check the Wolfpacker.com on a daily basis in March and into silly season. Uh, one last thing I wanted to bring up about just the ACC season as a whole, because it it's not just NC State that's had a disappointing season. It's been the entire conference. The entire conference has had just a dud year and there are teams that you know let's say at the beginning of the season we predicted nc state would go you know a game over 500 in acc play finish with let's say 22 23 wins that by no means is an automatic lock in the ncaa tournament this year if they if if nc state had a comparable season to years past they're probably on the wrong side of the bubble outside looking in so, you know, the, the, the few one-possession games or the single-digit differences had all those flipped. We're still talking about a team that probably wasn't going to be in the NCAA tournament. But the thing I wanted to point out is that I've noticed, you know, with the frustrations of the season, you look around the league, you look around, you know, where some of the programs have gotten their newer head coaches, Mike Young up at Virginia Tech, Steve Forbes at Wake Forest, NC State fans, Say, look at, look at all those guys having all that fun over there. I want that. I want that. I want to win. We all want to win. But look at Steve Forbes. What's he got to count on right now? It's going to be a long four days until Selection Sunday for that Wake Forest team because, look, he was the ACC Coach of the Year. He had the ACC Player of the Year that he found in the transfer portal, an absolute diamond in the rough in Alondis Williams. And guess what? they're still sweating it out to Selection Sunday because they couldn't take care of business on a Wednesday. So, you know, for everyone saying, ooh, I'd much rather have Steve Forbes than Kevin Keats right now, well, guess what? Kevin Keats has been to the NCAA tournament. He's shown you that he can do it. Steve Forbes, we don't know. He, they might not be in the NCAA tournament this year. Same thing up at Virginia Tech. They're a bubble team. They barely escaped Clemson last night they're probably going to have to win again tonight if they want to have any chance of being an at-large team in the NCAA tournament. So I guess my cautionary tale to fans is that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You look around the ACC, you look at some of these teams that had some success in the regular season, and even they're having frustrating years just because of the composition of the league as a whole. And it's not easy, man. It's not It's not easy to be a program that goes to the ncaa tournament year in year out and i know that's the expectation in raleigh and i know it's a proud fan base and i know that's that's what i want and i think that's an attainable goal all i'm saying is it's not easy and it doesn't happen overnight matt your thoughts on just just kind of comparing nc state's program status compared to some of those other acc programs who you know have had newer head coaches in the past five years, heading into the new ACC without Kay and
0: Roy. Yeah, I you mentioned, it, um, Steve Forbes got, I think, a bit fortunate at Wake Forest with Alondis Williams. Um, he wasn't the only transfer he in. He brought in a guy with him from East Tennessee State, like Kevin Keats did with with um, C.J. Bryce. Mm-hmm. You know, Alondis Williams kind of hit Devin Daniels, right, only quicker. Remember Devin Daniels had only played one year at Utah, but, you know, he had a, a, an okay year at Utah, and then, blew, you know, was playing at an all-ACC level before he tore his ACL last year. Um, and so, and a couple of real smart additions and guys like Jake LaRivia and the big guy from Colorado, I think his name's Walton, maybe. Um. They think those guys are all gonna be gone next year. So I mean, we'll see what you know, name me a freshman that he brought in that in the last two years that was playing for him. I go ahead and wait. Carter a wasn't playing at the end of the year. So it just goes to show you. It's, it's so up and down now. You can't get too excited and you, you can't buy buy all in on, on one year like Steve Forbes had done and you know, Mike Young probably done it a little bit more consistently. he got a, a trademark system. What I like about Mike Young is, you know, I wrote a column and uh, they kind of the learning lesson for Kevin Keats this year. And I do hope he, he finds some learning lessons. My one advice to Kevin Keats is, yeah, you probably never had a chance this year. You don't lose three-fifths of your tall guys, your front court guys, and be down to two guys who weren't ready to play and expect to do well, right? And then on top of that, the guy you were counting on to be a point guard goes in a horrendous shooting slump and loses all confidence and was ineffective for the entirety of the ACC play. That's that's not a good formula. And and that's some of the stuff Kevin Keats cannot help. No, No coach in America can help that. But don't allow that to overshadow taking a hard look at your team and learning lessons. And one of the things I'd like to see, Kevin, is you, get, you got a system, you have a style, you have a formula, recruit to it. Go out and get guys to recruit to it. That's what Mike Young does so well at Virginia Tech. He's going to shoot 800,000 three-pointers in a year, and he's going to surround the court with four, four to five guys that can shoot three-pointers like Wes Moore does on the women's side. Um, so maybe that would be one lesson I would take away from this year. I got to find guys that fit what I do and, and, and work. But there've been other coaches that have been hired since Kevin Keith that aren't, you know, Jeff Capel at Pittsburgh. How's he doing? Chris Mack has already been fired at Louisville. Yeah. It didn't work out too well. Um, so you're right. I mean, you, you can't, you know, we'll have to, we're in an era now of, college basketball where there's no such thing as a program anymore. It is a year-to-year proposition. And if the stars don't align right for you, things can go real south like they did for Kevin Keats this year. And that's going to be the question that kind of get the stars to realign a little bit better next year like it did for Wake Forest where the stars align perfectly for him. Uh, except for the fact that he didn't schedule a non-conference with work- work- anything and and uh, had you heard that before? Sitting on the bubble? Yeah, The non yeah, schedule that I believe 341 and one and four in quad one games. So, like, I think Wake Forest's record was somewhat a product of manufactured wins and a down ACC. But Just, he also had the stars align well for him. And I think that's the key for Kevin Keith. They did not align well this year. Can he get that change?
1: Quick note on that, uh, you're referring to Keats' second team in Raleigh. Of course, he made the NCAA tournament his first season at NC State. The second season, the problem was simply the non-conference strength of schedule was terrible. It was the most wins that he had at NC State, right? That second season, that was the most overall wins because the non-conference portion was just not good. They were playing a bunch of nobodies, but guess what? That team also went up to Brooklyn and lost... As The five seed on a Wednesday, which is the big no-no if you're a bubble team if you're a bubble team You better win that first conference game Especially if it's against a team that's not going to be in the NCAA tournament NC State ended up paying the price missing out on the NCAA tournament that season we'll see what happens with Wake Forest, but um, very very similar type of Outcomes in terms of the second year Steve Forbes Wake Forest squad and second year Kevin Keats NC State squad uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. I think that's all I've got to say about the men's team. We've got more updates coming in the off season. Uh, is it safe to transition to a lighter note, Matt? I think so. So I want you to tell the audience how your experience went in Greensboro this past weekend. Cause the past two ACC women's basketball championships, both won by NC state. Of course, NC state goes on to win the their third consecutive ACC tournament championship in Greensboro uh, last weekend. The last two, I was there. This one, you were there, Matt. Might have been the first time you've been to through a full session women's ACC basketball championship. Your thoughts on just the tournament atmosphere, particularly when you're watching these televised games up in Brooklyn, and you could probably make the argument that there are more fans that uh, – at the NC State title game than, than there might be for this Duke-Syracuse uh, quarterfinals game right now in Brooklyn.
0: I enjoyed it a lot. I tell you, I, I really uh, – there's something about women's basketball game right now that reminds you of basketball at its best. And it may have the NC State, really. They're really good. I, I, You know, you're almost starting to take for granted how good they are um and then three games they were so much better than the three teams that they played partially because i should say virginia tech was short-handed you know elizabeth kitley got hurt and another starter got hurt and they were playing their third game the second game they played was an overtime game in which they had three young women play over 40 minutes and another played 38 minutes uh, so Virginia Tech was really up against it, and you could tell in the fourth quarter they were they were out of wind. No, no more. There was no more gas left in the tank. Miami was somewhat similar situation. That was their fourth fourth game, and it, and by really the the, the key was uh, you know really destroying Florida State in that first game, which basically allowed Westmore to get all of it. Nobody played more than thirty. Nobody reached thirty minutes in that game. So he had a really fresh rested squad playing two teams that were not rested. And of course, Miami upset run beating Louisville and Notre Dame took out two really good teams that for NC state to compete with. So uh, the stars aligned, but the, the way that they were so much better than the, uh, both uh, all three teams they played really stood out. But I, I loved the, uh, I love covering it. Uh, You know, I I gained a few pounds thanks to the ACC's uh, table, uh, snack table of popcorn and candy and chips and ice cream bars. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But it was good. It was good. You know, I wish the ACC tournament. I know financially it probably doesn't make as much sense to have it in Greensboro. um, But you know let's compromise and put it in charlotte how about that i mean that's probably the fair compromise of you still can assume a good attendance in charlotte it it won't have the nostalgic kind of hometown family feel that greensboro puts you on it but it will still give you good attendance and you can get the financial component of it but brooklyn isn't an acc town i'm sorry it's not and i know the acc is different uh um but it's just not an ACC town, and you know, Charlotte is a nice, nice spot for it. So, sure. um, but it was good attendance. I thought the NC State fans showed up very well. Uh, you know, they block off. To be fair, they do block off the black curtain around the, the third deck of the Greensboro Coliseum. But seemed I, like I every other seat was full. Yeah, it was, I would have guessed it was about 90% for I, I was wondering, are we going to get to the point where maybe they can start selling some of those tickets. So, and I'll say this too. One last thing, an observation I noted. You know, Alyssa Cunanan is obviously the, the face of the program, deservedly so. And um, I noticed at one point, because after they won the semifinal game, they came out and was watching Miami-Notre Dame. And there was this line of fans, mostly kids with parents, but there were some adults in, mixed in with the group, lining up the stair stairway, um, waiting to snap a selfie with Elizabeth uh, with Alyssa Cunning. And um, it just shows you that how much women's basketball has grown at NC State. Uh, that she was like that big of a rock star, and I would also say Kunane handled it with unbelievable class, and had a huge smile for everybody. She intera- interacted with everybody, and, you know. At some point, she did leave. I don't know when she left, but uh, she seemed very, you know, comfortable, content, okay with everything, and I just thought that was uh, a very nice. Nice gesture on her part, but it also a kind of symbolic of how women basketball has grown at N.C. State. Hundred percent, it's awesome to hear.
1: Awesome, it would have been a great sight to see. Didn't that's the stuff that you don't see on the broadcast on television. So, uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I are there any men's players on this current roster that would have a line up the stairwell looking for selfies?
0: Good question. Just saying, good it's good it's
1: gone a long way. This, pro- I mean, and, and that's not. A, I'm not trying to knock the men's team when I say that. I'm give the praise to the women's program because they are a top five program. I'm not talking just this season right now. If you look at the national landscape of who the power programs are across the country, NC State has put itself on the map as one of those programs and the best way to solidify its status for the foreseeable future is to get to a final four and maybe win a couple games once you get there. We'll see how it all unfolds over the next month. We will have more women's basketball coverage as the Wolfpack women make their way through the tournament. Um and that's going to do it for this podcast. I don't. I don't have anything else to say except you know find find a television screen. There's a lot of great basketball to watch here over the next few weeks. We'll keep you posted on any updates with the men and Wolfpack fans. Do not do not be discouraged because yes, the men's season did not go like we wanted it to. But there's so much good out there. There's the women's basketball team. There's the wrestling team, there's the baseball team. It's like everybody's winning. So eventually, we'll get that other sport right. But for now, quick reminders before we tune out, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Also on YouTube, where you should subscribe to our YouTube channel, give this video a thumbs up, drop a comment while you're at it. Head over to TheWolfPacker.com and take advantage of the special deal they have going on over there. For just a buck, you can get a year's worth of premium subscription to the On3 network, which includes all the great work at TheWolfPacker.com. So if you call yourself a diehard NC State fan, you better be a member of TheWolfPacker.com or else you're just lying to yourself. Lastly, follow us on social media. You can follow our main account, at TheWolfPacker, on Twitter. You can follow me personally, at Justin H. Will on twitter and give us a like on facebook nc state wolfpack on the wolfpacker.com so for matt carter this is justin williams and this has been the wolfpacker podcast
0: okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh,
1: sorry we were looking for chumba casino